I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. Tennessee Titans, three players plus staff, positive for COVID-19. Vegas' reaction? They take Tennessee and Pittsburgh off the board. Also, they took Minnesota off the board. Why? Because they played Tennessee last week. It's that serious. Monday Night Football, KC dominates Baltimore. But maybe by more than you think, the case could be made, and we'll make it, that this was the most dominating performance of the entire NFL season. Eagles at San Fran, Sunday Night Football, 49ers favored by seven. The story, though, Philadelphia is going crazy about Carson Wentz. It's gone from, hey, he's maybe one of the better quarterbacks in the league to should he even be playing? Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live on a Tuesday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Jonas Knox, well-deserved day off. He won't get in the way with all his jibber, jibber and jabbering. Steve Fezzik. Oh, my God. You're going to, I mean, all that dye is going to come right out of your hair if you work, like, I mean, five out of seven days or something. How's that going to go? The uh, stress is immense from having to work a full day. <laughs> I mean, you realize you weren't trying to be funny there, right? Like, everyone's just laughing at you. Hey, they're laughing because they're jealous, Dave. I mean, who wouldn't want it to be some amazing? I mean, think about it. Isn't that maybe one definition of success? That you would complain that you had to work five days in a row. Like, you know you've arrived when that happens. And Steve legitimately felt it. I'm already a multi-millionaire. But you keep grinding. Living the dream. We start every show with the Vegas lead, the Las Vegas lead. And I think it's got to be COVID-19, three players, staff, infected, you could say. Game's off the board. Off the board everywhere, Fez? Yes. Now, what was the line Tennessee-Pittsburgh before it went off the board? Pittsburgh was the favorite laying one and a half. And that was in Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Now, this game actually opened Tennessee the favorite, so one has to question, was there some news leaked? A lot of money on the Steelers flipping the favorite early yesterday. All right, so when the, when did the news officially come out? And if you do you have this minute by minute, the TikTok on this? No, just this morning. So, Mackenzie, do me a favor. Throw up pregame.com research, Mackenzie. Throw up the TikTok on this, right? So when the move happened, when the game go off the board, because this is a, 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 a telltale sign 
I'll give you an example. A couple years ago in college, and what we're talking about here is when there is inside, true inside information, and it happens. So college football does not have as uniform of rules when it comes to injury reports. When the NFL, it's got to come out on certain days, and they've got a certain range of probable, questionable, doubtful. And each of those are supposed to represent a certain percentage chance. Okay. So a couple years ago, we saw the following. It was a Big 12 game. I can't remember the teams. Line was uh, seven. So home team was seven. And lo and behold, like on a Wednesday afternoon, the game, the dog gets bat. Six and a half, six, five, five, like boom, 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 boom. Settles in about four and a half. Three hours later, it's announced the favorite team, the favorite team, home team, quarterback's out. Mm. Now think about that a second. You know, it's almost a 0% chance that that wasn't some tomfoolery, some shenanigans. And it happens all the time. I had a tweet last football season where there were, I think it was with Louisiana Tech maybe, but there was uh, some suspensions that were coming down, but they weren't officially announced. And lo and behold, you know, I tweeted it out and the line ended up moving after that. And then it was announced. It was kind of one of those, uh, the worst kept secrets. This could be funny if it weren't for millions of dollars at stake. And the lack of uniformity when it comes to this, and, and the, here's what's going to have to happen. Some guys are going to have to do maybe six months in jail. Because what happens on Wall Street when you're messing with uh, insider trading? You go to jail. Why? Because the, the theory is that the, if some 20-year-old sticks up a 7-Eleven... No one has any problems with him going to jail, right? And they shouldn't. He should go to jail. But how much did he, what was the economic impact of sticking up at 7-Eleven? Not much. Now, you could say anytime there's potential violence. Yeah, I agree. Agree. But now you have an insider trader on Wall Street costing millions of dollars to retirees for his scam. You... Have a situation where I don't know a trainer and a college football team is affecting a million dollar market with inside information on the quarterback. It's, the impact is so much bigger than sticking up a 7 Eleven, but for some reason, we're comfortable with putting that kid in jail, but not so comfortable putting that trainer in jail. I think they should actually bunk together in jail. It's a great point because really these sports betting markets are very much the same as the stock market, right, RJ? There's no differential between whether you're trading, day trading on the stock market versus what we do with sports betting. It's essentially day trading. I mean, listen, there's money at stake, right? I mean, if you want to think it's day trading... I'm fine with that. But if there's big money at stake, that's lives. That's the thing we talked about during COVID. People didn't like it, some. And then after, there was a lot of, yeah, you know, he had a point there. And, oh, we got some numbers. And McKenzie, you might want to make that a little bigger. And this is, now, so McKenzie graduated from Yale, and we have a screen up. And there's three, or there's two columns, right? There's nothing in the far left column. 
And then he has all this information in the right column. So he's using half the screen while the other half is empty. They didn't teach that class. <laughs> shouldn't be laughing. No. <laughs> Matt maybe should be laughing. Fez should be laughing. I'm trying to fight crying. He shouldn't be laughing. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay, so Saturday, the linebacker coach, Bowen, tests positive. Does not travel with the team. All right, at that time, the look-ahead line was Steelers, a one-and-a-half-point underdog. So Tennessee at home, favored by one-and-a-half. Okay, the game's played. Tennessee wins 31-30 against Minnesota. Does not cover that spread. We'll get back to that. History was made in that game, by the way, Steve. Mm. You don't even know. Okay. On Monday, all players and coaches tested. And on Monday, the line flipped from Pittsburgh plus one and a half to Pittsburgh favored by one. So they were one and a half point dog, one point favor. Mackenzie, grab me the times of that move, please. So on Tuesday at 7.30 a.m. Pacific, so 10.30 Eastern, ESPN reports eight additional Titans test positive. Lines taken off the board at that point. Now, what does off the board mean? It means the bookies are saying, nah, no betting on this. There's too much uncertainty. Now, what they do sometimes is they call it circle a game. Fez, describe what it means if a game is circled. So the limits get drastically reduced where the books recognize they've got a lot of uncertainty about the game. They're still willing to take action, but oftentimes it's at a much lower limit than what they normally would take. So what's some things that would cause a game to be circled? Like a bunch of injuries? Usually one to the quarterback. That's quarterback, the and uh, I see total circled a lot with weather concerns. Yeah, that's a great point. Possible blizzard, lake effect in Buffalo. Yes. That's Steve Fez. I got Marjay Bell straight out of Vegas. So here's the question. This is like a law and order type question. Is the line, is Pittsburgh plus one and a half at Tennessee? And then literally on Monday, the line flips from Pittsburgh plus one and a half to Pittsburgh favored by one. So small dog to a small favor. And the line move happened between, this is Pacific time, 7.40 in the morning and 10 a.m., so a fairly condensed period of time, couple, you know, two and a half hours, boom, 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 gets bet. Think about it. Goes from one and a half plus to plus one, to pick them to minus one. So through pick them, you skip the half points because there is no minus a half. Okay. Now, was that a coincidence? Could be. <laughs> but it's always interesting when these announcements happen. They tend to, I can't lie, they tend to be precursor. If you let's just say this. If you look at an announcement and it comes out, big news, and it's information that adjusts lines, go take a look at the archive of the lines. A lot, a lot. It feels like that news was known by a few people. The market tends to get it right, it seems like, eight out of ten times at least, right, in terms of the market move before the official news comes out. Yeah, and, and it's usually that the move is bigger. It's not yeah. only, I mean, because, I mean, let's be honest, a game doesn't flip favorites like that on Monday all the time, right? That's a fairly rare occurrence. Very, yes, very rare. 
AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast, get in the zone, AutoZone. Now, what is it that the Titans were making history with? Now, when I was a naive radio person, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, I believed in things. I would say, give the audience what they want now. But then that was beat out of me. I was taught, no, that's what it teases for. So literally, the first thing we'll talk about up next is the Titans did something the first three games of this season. No NFL team in recorded point spread history has ever done. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. Jonas, well-deserved day off back tomorrow. Steve Fezzik in studio. Boy, Steve, well, we'll finish this Tennessee out, but we got to talk Monday Night Football. What a game. What a game. What a horrible handicap from you. <laughs> I, I won over 300 pass yards. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, the way you were fighting me on Baltimore, I mean... I passed. Hold on a second. You had seven freaking picks, and not one of them was my Monday night lock of the century? Yeah. That's a strong statement that you're going to have to answer for. Stick around. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. We thank you so much, sincerely, for the support. We promise the best football season yet. The momentum, it's been wonderful. And again, that's your support. Do you know that our picks, we give them here every week. We've won 10 straight weeks betting five NFL games. Fed's betting seven is 0-2 somehow. But I've won is 10 straight. I mean, how's that feel, Feds? I mean, if it's 50-50, that's at, what, 1,028 to one? Yeah, it's going to happen randomly a thousand times. Once in a thousand times. Yeah, so I don't think it's random. you're saying I ain't random. (laughs) Yes. I agree. I agree. Right now, (laughs) you can listen, though. It's not random. On the iHeartRadio app, right now in Las Vegas, on the Strip, 92 degrees, neon is pumping. All right, let's deliver on the Tennessee T's. The suits got me to do. I mean, not directly. It was implied. I knew what they wanted me to do. That's what they always say, right? When someone is going to act like they're not responsible. He didn't say it. I knew what he wanted. Kill that guy. I said, huh? <laughs> Tennessee is 3-0. Win, 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 straight up. Tennessee against the spread. Loss, loss, Loss. Now, you know, Mackenzie, you just did this work recently. What percentage of the time in the NFL does the spread matter? Because if you think about it, when a favorite wins by over the spread, spread doesn't come into play. When an underdog wins the game outright, spread doesn't come into play. It's when the favorite wins, but by less than the spread. So, historically, 19% of the time, so about one in five, the spread matters, right? Which is the favorite wins, but not by the amount of the spread. So, Tennessee did that three straight times to start the season, 
Never been done before. So I guess it'd be what, Fez? Um, well, one in five, one of so it's one in one twenty-five that it happens three times in yeah, a row. Yeah, a little less than one percent, right? Yeah, one in one twenty-five. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> did you did you get your ab kiss out for that one? I did. That was great. I mean, what would we do without you, though? <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> one in a hundred. He says one in one twenty. It's a little bit less than one percent, exactly. But if you think about it. I mean, how many teams go 3-0, right? So if you look through the history, and our database goes back to 89. So, you know, there's not going to be a ton of them. So it kind of makes sense there hasn't been one until Tennessee. And they weren't even that big of a – you know, throw their spreads up. Because, I mean, I know they won by, what, like three points, two points, and one point or something like that? Yeah, they're laying three against Denver. All right, so you're laying three. The only way (laughs) – the spread matters if it falls. You win it by one or two. It does. Yeah, against Jacksonville, they're laying seven. All right, so that makes some more sense. And then against Minnesota, they're laying two and a half to three. I mean, now that one, what are the odds of, of Tennessee? If you knew all three lines and said the odds of Tennessee winning all three games but not covering any of them, that's got to be up in the, I mean, Astro. I mean, just falling one and two, is, is one or two is going to happen how often, you think? Three and a half percent. So literally two, three and a half percenters in a row. So that's, what, 900 to one right there? Yeah. And then the seven's going to be probably... 18%. Yeah. So five times that. So like 1,500 to one. See, Ohio State, we, we do that stuff in our head. We didn't have the abacuses like at Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, think about that. Week one at Denver, Tennessee's favored by two and a half. Or check that, Denver's favored by... Okay, so that one's obviously easier. But no, Denver wasn't. Tennessee was ultimately favored in yeah, that Yeah, Tennessee game. wound up laying three. That was the steam. Oh, no, run. Yale. That's Yale telling us that the wrong favorite of there. How... <laughs> Yeah, remember we went we went all in with Denver when that moved all the way up to three. Yeah, those and we are said... all from the Titans' perspective. The minus is there. Sorry that wasn't clear. You know something. We're, 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 the last thing we want to do is take the audience into Mackenzie's world. I mean, his world should have theme music. Bad enough you're in Fezzik's world some of the time. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've thought of going to a psychological counselor for that. But thought I about it. <laughs> but... I mean, think. Look at that board, Steve. It says Denver minus two and a half, Jacksonville minus seven and a half, and Minnesota minus two and a half. I don't think I've seen a Jacksonville minus seven and a half in a long time. But, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> how could that be conclude that that is Tennessee's spread? It says Titan spreads at the top, but it would always be next. To, where, whatever. I've been only betting. I don't know. Every day since I was 14, have you ever seen someone try to tell you? That you literally put the minus by a team, but it's not associated with that team. No. Never. Never. You've been betting for how long? Since 1988. All right. So we got like, I don't know, almost like 70 years of betting between us. And literally, he just reinvented that. You know, Mackenzie, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tweet this out. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Okay. And say, hey, guys, like verbatim, just take a screenshot of that. You know, I'm not even giving his Twitter because he can't get affirmation for this. And just let your don't say it's for the show. Don't say it's for anything. Just say, "Hey guys, I'm having a little dispute. What do you? Th- what's this line? Or what? What does this image convey to you? Convey. What does this image convey to you? Got it. 
So Matt, producer, Hollywood Matt, we call him. What does that look like to you when you look at that? Because he doesn't bet, which I like. I don't. I. I, I went. In fact, I've never done this before. Mary, who is well, let's just say close to my heart. Walk up here. You don't have to say anything on mic. She just popped her head in. Now, what does that board look like? If you look at the right there, what do you see? Denver minus two and a half. Jacksonville minus seven and a half. Minnesota minus two and a half. Well, who do you think's favored in those games? <laughs> she shrugs. <laughs> You're making her nervous. Oh, thank. You. Oh, well, there you go, Steve. I pre. I mean, you know, that's very kind of you to like look out for her like that. That is so sweet. I mean, if only I could be more like you. <laughs> that's Steve Fezzik. We're straight out of Vegas. Any other thoughts? I translate the minus to words because I'm a words guy. So minus is is giving, right? So I say uh, Jacksonville's giving seven and a half. Mm -hmm. That's what that says to me. Yep. All right. You know something? This is great for the audience because sometimes when they see that I get a little harsh, they're like, RJ, why are you so harsh? I'm like, if you only knew, if you only knew. And they're like, no, don't be that hard. And then usually a year or two later, or any producer we get will always say, like, I'm harsh at you. They're like, why are you so harsh with fat? Like three months later, they got that Vietnam vet stare, like the thousand-yard stare when your name comes up. And it's like, I totally understand now. I mean, that's been like four people. Documented. I mean, Matt, that happened to you, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so at least I got a little sympathy. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay, let's talk about Monday Night Football. Because to give research some credit, they did some great analysis on this game. So, Fez, what was your main takeaway? Now, I guess I'll let you do this in, two, in whatever order you want. How in the heck did you not have Kansas City on your seven, or five, uh, seven picks? Let's start there. If I looked at the underlying stats on the two teams, small sample, two games, Baltimore – was a juggernaut like they had been last year. Their yards per play was really good, plus 1.5. And Kansas City, they looked like an average team, actually a slightly below average team in the stats wait, going wait, into wait, this wait, game. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. The stats, when Kansas City dominated Houston and they won on the road against a division rival, says, oh, this is a 7-9 and nine team. That's what the stats said to you. Well, they were Throw your stats out. <laughs> Their yards at that, per play at that were point, negative. At that point, throw your stats out. It's it's like if it says, you know, like uh, Paul Giamonte is going to get more dates than Brad Pitt, some algorithm. <laughs> Who is that? You Paul? just throw out the algorithm. <laughs> you don't wonder about it. You just throw, it's like a bad piece of fish. You just throw it out. Is that what it said? It said that – so they had a negative yards per play differential yeah. combined after two games. Yes. So you know what you have to do. Stop using yards per play. But haven't I been telling you that for how long? You have. But you just keep, what, somewhat, what, one time ESPN well, Insider such, wrote an article it, that said that's what Sharps look at? It was just such a difference, RJ. Yeah. It was hard to get past that. I mean, that's simple-minded. I mean, that's Barney at the—I mean, it's not Barney at the bar. It's Barney if he got laid off at his job and he decides to become a handicapper. <laughs> like, that's the way he—he'd be like, look at the yard. But it's like— 
they win. How many games has Kansas City won in a row now? A bunch. Like, I think it's 11. I think it's so. 11, and they covered them all, except for the Chargers. 10 and 1 against yeah, the spread. Yeah, 10 and 1 against the spread, 11 0 straight up, but my stats say below 500 uh, for two games. Let me give you another stat that might interest you a little bit. Mahomes, or let's go from Jackson's side. Lamar Jackson is what, 21 and 1 against <laughs> everyone except, now this is regular season. Yes. Everyone except Kansas City. And now against, let me see, the same quarterback, Mahomes, the same coach, Andy Reid, 0-3. Yes. So in 22 games, they lost one on the left side. Right side, in three games, they lost three. And yesterday, 24 hours ago, it was in two games, they lost two. So literally in two games, they lost more games than in 22 games. Mm, maybe, how'd your stats handle that one? Yeah, it's, they do, the stats don't handle the fact, and you nailed it, Baltimore is a bully. They absolutely yep. clobber mediocre teams and bad Har, teams. Harbaugh's in general. I mean, it's a great point. I mean, college he also. smells. I mean, the college Harbaugh, bully. When does Michigan win a big game? They, they win when they play the Mac. They'll, they'll win by 40, <laughs> right? And those poor kids in concussions or whatever, he doesn't care. Yes. You know, listen, when you're a graduate of Ohio State and a Steelers fan, you don't like the Harbaugh's. That's just the way it is. 12 straight wins, including, I don't know, the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game, the division round. They're okay. Not Honestly, you looked at those numbers and said, net or, or this team's below 500. No, no, it just got me off. But do you realize something? That if you just dismiss the stat... But you don't really dismiss it, but you say, oh, it says that the stats say Kansas City's a 7 and 9 team. I'm going to assume they're 9 and 7 to kind of you know, mediate that a little bit. That mean, No, no, no. If your thermometer is broken and it says 12 degrees in the middle of summer, you don't say, I bet it's 16. Well, I had. You know, I'm going to compensate for it and make it 16. I had Kansas City my number two rated. But team. now you're changing the subject. You started with yards per play. Well, so, that's why I had Baltimore number one because of that disparity. So I had I the know, better exactly. team. I had the better team at home. But once again, in my ratings. If it's if if you're on the beach, literally you're sitting on the beach with your shirt off and you have sweat glistening, all right, and you look at the thermometer and it says 12 degrees. What do you do? do throw you, the thermometer out. You throw the thermometer Especially out. Especially with on offense with Kansas City, Mahomes, all he has done is torch this Baltimore defense. This is the third straight game Mahomes has gone for over 370 yards against that vaunted Baltimore defense. A clear matchup edge. Who, Andy Reid. Vaunt, who vaunts the Baltimore defense? I certainly don't. Listen, if the, if you here's the thing about Lamar Jackson. We can put this game to bed is if you're unfamiliar with him, first time playing him, big problem. Because he's just different. You can't simulate him in practice. The in-division games, oh, look, Cleveland did pretty well against him unexpectedly last year, at least in the one game. Mm -hmm. It happens because you get more familiar. It's like playing an option team in college football. If you face the option, you defend once a year, you defend the option better that once a year. Okay. Now, there's some NFC teams – that have never played him yet, you know, so he'll still get that. For, and then when they play him again four years later, they won't remember if he's mm-hmm. still around. So, I mean, we all talk about longevity with him. We don't know. But Andy Reid now two times has stopped him. I mean, it felt like it was pretty obvious. You know what else? We said this in the preview. 
This is a playoff game. This will have what? What's the difference in a playoff game? Quality of opponent, right? Pressure, and pressure, and intensity, scrutiny. This was maybe the biggest game of the year. This is going to be bigger than a lot of first round playoff games, right? Oh, absolutely, and you, you know, huge repercussions in the playoff seedings. So. If you have a team that's 0-2 against Kansas City and 0-2 in the playoffs not playing Kansas City, those are the four games that's most like the playoffs. Now listen, they went in and beat New England pretty bad. Let's give them credit. They won some decent games. But they are now literally in the last five games in which they played a team that was, I th- oh, we made it where if the line was less than a touchdown. So Baltimore was not favored by a touchdown. In those games, Baltimore's been outscored. They have a negative point differential, and they did in the first four. So now, yeah, I did. So in the prior four games before Monday night, in which the spread was less than seven or playoff game, that's how we did it, or playoff game. So that's the big games, right? Sure. Baltimore had a negative point differential, then they get crushed yesterday. Misleading final. They should have lost by 24. Got a kickoff return touchdown. Check this out. The yardage differential in the game was the biggest yardage differential of any game this season. So we've had 16 times three. And in all those games, this is the biggest difference. 289 more yards for Kansas City. Yards per play. Oh, look. The third biggest differential advantage Kansas City. So they're not a below 500 team anymore, fans. Passing yards, 315 more passing yards. 315. That's the most of any biggest disparity. And first downs, plus 13, third most. So literally yardage, yards per play, passing yards, first down, 2020 rank, 1-3-1-3. And that rank is ranking domination and then you have Lamar Jackson talk about um, kryptonite. Did you see that quote? I did not. He said, yep, Kansas City is our kryptonite. <sighs> that did not seem like the right thing to say. Hmm. No. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Mr. Dan Byer, I got a question for you. Yes, RJ. I think I read that AutoZone better than you. I'm shocked. Oh, what really? do you think? Really? Yeah. No, I don't, actually. I, you don't I, think so? No, I think I... I go back to the tape. It. All right. I'm just saying, go back to the tape, and we'll check in tomorrow, and you can tell... you you here tomorrow? Yeah, well, Yeah. of course I am. Yeah, of so you'll tell us what you think? Oh, yeah, I'll give you my expert opinion. I don't even, I don't even need to hear it, because I know well, I But see, it. that's the problem. I know I nailed right. it. RJ. That's the problem. If you're not open, that occasionally <laughs> hey, the underdog can win, you're, Dan. You're, you gotta, if you haven't learned RJ, anything from straight out of Vegas. You're not dealing with Fezzik here, okay? This is a different <laughs> level when you're dealing with me. Like, I, know it's, I know it's money. I don't have to bench press to show you. I know it's good. I know it's good. <laughs> All right. Well, like we said, and I invite everyone to go to the podcast, listen, and... I think uh, at least the people responding to at RJ in Vegas on Twitter is going to be on my side, Dan. All right. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We'll see. Thanks. You know, it's fun to be – I mean, it's like these guys are so good. Jonas is so good. Dan's so good. I mean, it's like, it's like they wake up – like when Dan or Jonas says one syllable that's a little mistimed, it's like, what happened? I mean, they're that good. So – when they do mess up like Dan did there on that read, 
I think we should celebrate it because in a weird way, it's like proof of how great he is. It's like Cindy Crawford's or Cindy Crawford's mole, right? That accentuated her beauty. Dan's horrible read right there. Well, I won't say horrible, below average, accentuated his greatness. And you bring up a great point. This is why you don't want to lay minus 13 on a big favorite, typically, in the NFL. You know, Dan Byer knows he's great. So sometimes, every now and then, might get a little complacent with his reads. So wait a minute. You just attacked him at a personal level. <laughs> I, what I'm saying, now that was, that was out of line. I mean, because think about it. Is I was saying by who knows why. Right? Could he have got distracted? Could, you know, John Ramos Ramos, could he have somehow done something? You know, who knows who did it? The minute you comment on it, you say the most egregious thing. You say, it must have been like complacency. It must have been him like literally saying, I don't want to do what this job is paying me to do. You're effectively saying he's trying to screw over his bosses, FSR, and the nation. (laughs) <laughs> right where I just said, "Hey, seems like you had a little below average read." That was me. How did your mind go there? I have this mental picture of Dan Byer eating chicken wings right before his read. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you do generally, or just cause of that read? Because it was below average, but that's—I don't know why. I. <laughs> But is I mean seriously, is it? Do you think that there's chicken wings always, or just on that read? Just on that read. This has been fascinating. You know something, Matt? Somehow I've lost that one thing that you were giving me. You remember what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. You want to run that out? Yeah. I tell you, we need Jonas. Feds threw me off. And Dan Byers, I mean, yeah, I don't want to blame him. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's quickly look at the Super Bowl odds, because we do want to talk about those. We always want to update on Tuesday. Chiefs, back to the favorite here, plus 375. Ravens, plus 650. Seahawks, 10 to 1. So Seahawks, the third favorite. Packers, 12 to 1. Tampa Bay, 14 to 1. I mean, Collins high on Tampa Bay. I'm actually a little impressed by him. But Fez, and I mean, this is the amazing thing. When we come back... You're going to talk about how you believe that Tom Brady is worse this year than you expected, and you had Tom Brady as a below-average quarterback. So entering the season, Fezzik said Tom Brady below average. Now he's saying he's even worse. He's going to make that case when we come back. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Steve Fezzik joins Jonas. Well-deserved day off. Back tomorrow. All right, Fez. Colin Cowherd comes out with his herd hierarchy. You know something? There's a line in The Devil's Advocate, Al Pacino, mid-90s, great movie. And he says, all of your guilt is like a bag of bricks. Set him down. Well, Colin sat down two ugly, heavy bricks. In his calling right, calling wrong this week, he said, Sam Darnold's no good. I mean, he turned on him like you turned on Freddie Van Vliet when he snubbed you. And, I mean, like, I had to feel so good. All those years, Colin was trying to act like Sam Darnold was good. 
Ooh, he set those bricks down. <laughs> and then, remember, he and I bet on air. I gave him two to one odds. He gave me an over under of New England of four and a half wins. Five and a half. No, it's four and a half. Really? I appreciate you correcting me there, but no, it was four and a half. And lo and behold, he's already saying he thinks New England can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Now, you'd think me just batting him would have been enough, but it took a couple more weeks. So you're going to tell us your biggest disagreement with Colin. First, though, AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations. In-store or curbside, visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast, get in the zone. AutoZone, take that damn buyer. What do you got? Colin has Tampa Bay overrated. Colin has the Bucks, the number two team in the NFL. Number two in the NFL. Whew. All right. I've got the Bucks number seven, and it's all about Tom Brady being overrated. I'm so entering the year, what did you have Tom Brady? 19th. Okay. 19th. And now what do you got? I have him 20th. <laughs> okay. So that was the big drop. And... You dropped that last week. So how did Tom Brady do in week three, you think? Yeah, met expectations. So they on they win huge on the road. Eh, that's what you get. That Tampa Bay defense is nasty. The defense is playing very well. It was all about the D against Denver. So what does the um, QBR, what's the QBR? 26 Tom Brady is. Wow. And he's been inaccurate as well. Oh, but see, that's the thing. Inaccurate's built into the QBR. I know you found a new stat, and you just want to shoehorn it in <laughs> like you used to with yards per attempt. But, all right, we're going to start doing this now every Tuesday. Update of the presidential odds. Right now, and these are consensus, Joe Biden minus 120, Donald Trump plus 100. So, literally, it's about as close to even money as you can get. Tomorrow, Jonas is back, and we're going to do... The biggest questions of the week. Now, what is that? We're literally going to tell you these are the questions. If you answer them, you're going to have a winning weekend. We're going to start doing that every Wednesday. That's tomorrow. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas!